Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy Hangover. Uh, we're here with Chris. Say hi, Chris. Carl, say hi, Carl. Z- Zach, I'm say- here. Oh, thank God. Okay, I thought I thought everyone left me. So, as you just heard, we are without Chris and Carl uh, again. Here, uh, they have um, life, big boy things to do. They have lives yeah, to they've live. Got, they've got lives. We're we're just. We're just our life is football, correct. Um, and with that, uh, we are going to jump right into our quick outs. And I think the first thing that should be mentioned is that one week from tonight, which is Thursday, the night that this premieres, um, is opening <laughs> night. It's opening night. Words where, are hard. Where the Kansas City Chiefs will play. The defending champion, New England Patriots. Uh, wh- who do you think is going to win that? Honestly, that's a tough game to call. I mean, you you want to say New England, but... Oh, I do want to say New England. In fact, well, I'm of going course to. you want to say New England, but I don't know, man. Kansas City, they've got a good team. It, it's not going to be... They're not going to blow them out. And do you remember what happened, the la- I believe, the last Speaking time? Speaking of blowing out... The Chiefs played the Patriots. Wasn't it like a 40-point victory for the Chiefs? I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, speaking of blowing out, uh, a couple knees got blown out uh, on both <laughs> these teams. Uh, Spencer Ware is out for the season. Um, I joke, but I feel really bad for these guys that they, yeah, they whenever they get injured, I don't like it. Um, I'd rather everyone's healthy and the Patriots still destroy all the teams. <laughs> um, Spencer Ware is out for the season. Uh, I believe it was a PCL. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was two different ligaments that were torn. Um, it was. They they made sure to say it was not an ACL injury. Yeah, they've been working on on the kind of diagnosis, I guess you could say, for about the past six days, I believe. Um, initially, it was thought to be torn ACL. Then it was not ACL. Then it was. Oh, he just has some damage. He'll be back in six to eight weeks. And then it was coming out that he is now out for the season. But they still haven't officially put him on IR. But he will not be back this season. Yep. And uh, replacing him will be Kareem Hunt, yep. who uh, is close to both of our hearts. We have him in uh, different fantasy leagues. Correct. Uh, fell to me number ten in the first round, which is just looking like more and more sweet right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. With, with your already stacked running back roster. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, so Kareem Hunt is a uh, is a rising star. He's gonna he went from uh, being a late later round pick as a possible starter in uh, redraft leagues to being probably what fifth sixth round. I would say even fourth. I would say you shouldn't make it out of the fourth, just given the fact of the history of how well Kansas City running backs have done, um, and the fact that this guy was what a third round pick, fourth round pick. Uh, he was a third round pick. Third round pick, yeah. I mean, he was brought in to do some damage, and now, you know, unfortunately, Spencer Ware had to get injured, but he's going to do some damage. Look uh, out for him this year. And a quick uh, jump to what we'll be doing later. Uh, CBS Sports has him going fifty four overall, as of right now. Is his is his current ADP? Okay, yeah, that should be higher. 
Um, that's if you get him in what that would be what the sixth round. Sixth round. Yeah, if you get him in the sixth round in a ten team league, a it's a sixth round. Yeah, consider that a steal. All right, uh, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, well, same side of the ball, other team. Uh, we've got <laughs> Julian Edelman, who is also out for the season. Um, rough loss for for Brady. I mean, he's kind of been an easy target for him for mm-hmm. the last couple of years. He's a great PPR wide receiver, but I mean, the yards aren't there. Who who gets who's got higher uh, value now for whose value jumps up the most? I should say. In the uh, in the wideouts for New England, is it Hogan? Is it Edelman? Or sorry, uh, it can't Am- be Edelman. <laughs> is it Hogan? Is it Amendola? Uh, Malcolm Mitchell, or does Brandon Cooks just skyrocket? I think honestly, Malcolm Mitchell probably gets the biggest boost because he was going to be fighting Ju- with Julian Edelman for those. Well, okay, is Gronk healthy? Because if Gronk's healthy, then he's really the number one guy there. Yeah, Gronk's healthy. Uh, okay, so it goes Gronk Cooks. It was Edelman, then Malcolm Mitchell, then, my God, Chris Hogan, then Amendola. <laughs> um, sorry, there's just so many guys to list. Uh, so I think the biggest riser out of this is Malcolm Mitchell because of the fact that I think he was behind Julian Edelman in the pecking order. I think that Chris Hogan gets the biggest jump. Okay. And I think it's because he had the mo- he was had the one with the most similar uh, style to Edelman. Yeah. So it'll be easier for uh, Brady to mesh with that. And I, I think Malcolm Mitchell is the is the next best uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to talent. But I think that I think that uh, Hogan's got gets gets that boost because he's got the style. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and then uh, let's see what else has the Chiefs done? Uh, Cameron Irving. Uh, Cameron Irving to. Got traded to Kansas City for a conditional fifth-round pick. Yep, 2015 first-round pick out of Florida State. I, I was reading today, and I believe it was Roto World, and they said he can play all five positions on the line. He just can't play any one of them well. Yep. <laughs> just, I mean, it, it was it, he's a bust. He'll be a rotational player in Kansas City. I hope he comes back, and I hope he figures his stuff out, but he may just not be that good of a player. We yeah. see first-round picks bust all the time. Uh, all right, so moving on from that game, uh, today, uh, we record this on Wednesdays, Joe Hayden was released this morning, and then this afternoon, Joe Hayden was signed by the Steelers. <laughs> um, uh, yes, he was signed to actually a pretty large deal, three, year, three years, 20, 27 million. 27 million. Yeah. Um, which, is, I mean, that shows that they still have faith that he can play. You don't make $9 million a year to, because you're a bad player. I mean, he was all pro, what, three years ago? I think so, yeah. And, and then, 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 then injuries... two years ago, he was injured, and then last year, he just had a bad season. Well, I mean, last year, I think he was still battling injuries, too, over the past I... couple of years. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe a change of scenery out of Cleveland can do him good. I think it's helpful for the Steelers. I think that a yeah, lot of oh, teams yeah. would have... Uh, a lot of teams were probably looking to grab him, and he probably went to the one that was looking to grab him and had the best chance to win a championship. That also happens to play Cleveland twice a year? Yeah, that might help, too. <laughs> I feel like that was probably one of the biggest biggest advocates for Joe Hayden signing with Pittsburgh was the fact that he gets to play Cleveland twice. Uh, speaking of Cleveland, uh, Deshaun Kaiser was named their starter. How well, shocked are you? Um, You got Brock Osweiler, Cody Kessler, or Deshaun Kaiser. Um, I'm not shocked at all. Uh, that's a lie. It was a little bit surprising just given the fact that he was a rookie second rounder. He hadn't really started any with any of the starters until preseason game three. And then he just took off. I would argue that, uh, argue, 
going into the draft, he <laughs> was considered the least ready to start right away. I heard the exact opposite. I heard he was the most pro ready quarterback coming oh, out of the draft. Oh, I did not I did not hear that at all. I heard that after the uh I heard that going into like the the workouts and things, but after the workouts they were saying that he had a lot of stuff to work on and that he was going to be the least ready that he would have to sit behind him and Mahomes were going to be the ones that have to hmm. learn. Cuz yeah, the reason I say that is because Deshaun Kaiser was a multiple year starter at Notre Dame. Trubisky started 13 games in college and Patrick Mahomes came out of an air raid offense. So that's why they, I mean, he might not have been ready, but they were saying he was the most pro ready from what I remember. Uh, but anyway, the other starter named was Josh McCown. Who cares? Exactly. Uh, staying in with the AFC North, Vontez Perfect uh, had a five game suspension reduced to three game suspension. Uh, he was suspended for was it an illegal hit in a It was an illegal game? hit. Yeah, I don't remember I don't I never got to saw the hit. I tried looking for it. I was unable to find it, but apparently he just he targeted a guy that was the ball was nowhere near um when the ball was being thrown and he hit him. I I don't know. It, it's his history that got him this suspension, yeah. not I mean a one-time offender, they wouldn't have done anything, but Vontes Perfect has um and pretty dude, much taken Antonio Brown's head off and multiple others. So it's preseason. Yeah, calm down. You don't need a hit like that. You're already the starter. You know you you're not fighting for a roster spot. You're not out yeah. there to prove something in the preseason. Just let let the game play. I mean, come on. This guy will never get a big contract because of the fact that he can't keep his temper in check. Yeah, and he's um, a really good player. And he is a very good linebacker, but he can't keep his temper in check, and he'll never get a big contract for it. Uh, speaking of big contracts, I'm speaking just all about segways here. Yes, you are. You're doing uh, very good. Matt Stafford signed five years, $135 million. The highest paid player in NFL history. $27 million a year. Just beat out uh, Derek Carr. But you know what? I don't hate this one. I don't hate this contract because Stafford has shown... I mean, is he Peyton Manning? No. Is he Tom Brady? No. Is he an upper echelon quarterback in the NFL? Is he in the top half? Yeah. Is he a possible Drew Brees? I mean, y yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's thrown for five thousand yards. He he's a big, big play kind of guy. Drew Brees only won one championship. He might not win any uh, with Detroit, but yeah, I mean, but he gives them the chance. Yeah, he he's the. Who'd you rather have, Matt Stafford or Dan Orlovsky? Well, that's that's an obvious. I mean, I mean Dan Orlovsky for sure, but they sucked for Stafford that year. Um. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a big it's a really big deal. Uh, what does this mean for Kirk Cousins? <laughs> uh, well, I was reading last night that if Kirk Cousins gets tagged again next year, which he can, he will make thirty five million dollars next year on the franchise tag. I think this That's just means that San Francisco's books just got opened up a little bit more. Yeah, I think the Steelers' books open up a little. <laughs> Um, the Steelers will never pay him that much. No, they won't. <laughs> Good luck. Um, so let's talk about some injuries. Uh, continue with the injuries here. Cameron Meredith for the Chicago Bears is out for the season. Yep, it was torn ACL and then some. Um, there's talk that he might not even be ready for the 2018 season. Yikes. After having a breakout year last year, that's really yeah. rough on him. Um, not not staying with injury, but I mean, uh, the other report out of the Bears is that Victor Cruz could be cut, which is really odd after hearing about that injury. Yeah, it's very weird given the fact that 
they really have a funhouse worth of wide receiving core. And I don't mean a good kind of funhouse. I mean one of those like cheap $5 ones. Yeah. Um, it There's no reason to not have Cruz on your roster. If you're rostering a guy like Eddie Royal, you can roster Victor Cruz. I mean, their they're top three guys now uh, are Kevin White. Uh, is it Kendall Wright? Kendall Wright, yep. Kevin, Kevin White, Kendall Wright, and... Who would number three be if it's not Victor Cruz? Would it be Eddie Royal? I mean, Probably. That's that's rough. It's gross. Don't draft any Chicago receivers. I mean, take a flyer on Kevin White late, but don't expect anything. Uh, let's see here. Uh, inj- possible injured to start the season. We've got uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Not a lot coming out of that camp. Apparently, uh, he was dancing in the locker room he was today. Dancing so. in the locker room is his ankles looking better, but uh, they're they're not saying much about it. I think yep. they're just trying to keep it under wraps. He'll Brandon Marshall has returned to practice, so he's all safe. Yep, and he cozy. should be good to go. Uh, Andrew Luck is still who knows. Yeah, they're they're being really quiet on that front as well. He's like the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, let's see here. We've got a couple players on the trade block. That was a terrible reference. Ignore the joke. We've got uh, Jermaine Curse. Uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, which means that uh, Amara Darbo uh, must be playing really well for him. He was a third-round pick out of Michigan, and they're they're really liking what they're seeing from him to be that number two guy, I believe, because Curse was the number two guy. Did they really have a number two guy? Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Well, they've got Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett. Um, well, Curse was on the other side. Like Lockett's been uh, slot, right? Oh yeah, I guess yeah. But yeah, they're looking at I can't remember the guy's name. He was one that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um like uh, Oh, there's a wide receiver that's also doing pretty well in camp too. Yes. Um That's his it's his third year. I don't You look it up, I'll talk about Matt Forte here thank also you. on the trade block. Um trade block for the Jets, uh J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh they are doing their best to suck for uh, the quarterback Everything. from Wyoming, probably. Um which is still sounds really weird to say that they're going to suck for the quarterback of Wyoming. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm never going to be okay with that sentence. Because it sounds like Josh Rosen's not going to come out. It sounds like uh, Darnold's not going to come out. So it's it's the Wyoming guy right now is the number one. But a lot can change. I mean, there was a moment where Chad Kelly was the number one it was overall a, pick at some point. Yeah. It was uh, Kaysan Williams is the third guy in Seattle that they're trying to get rid of Jermaine Curse, But... Um, what I'm reading that he has uh, seven million plus remaining on his last two years. They they're There's gonna no have a hard gonna time. Get, yeah. yeah, they're gonna have a hard time trading him, unless they, he goes to a team like Cleveland. But pff, who who knows? Somebody that wasn't hard to trade, uh, Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald was just traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Uh, that would or yesterday, technically Wednesday. Um. Yeah, uh, it was an interesting move. They came out and basically said they had no starting tight ends on their roster. Um, so that's why they traded for Vance McDonald. They like his skill set. They think he'll be a plug-and-play guy. Um, and that leaves Jesse James in as the incumbent, which who knows where he lies right now. Dire straits for James' owners. Um, yep. He could still do pretty well. He, I mean, he's played well in the past in that uh was it the postseason game that he was? Yeah, he had a, he had a really good postseason last year. Um, so I mean, he could still end up doing pretty well, but it, it's kind of I would stay away from the tight ends in Pittsburgh right now until somebody watch the waiver wire on them. There's there's ten good tight ends in the league, twelve yep. good tight ends in the league to draft before. I mean, if you have a dynasty roster, pick up Vance McDonald if he's available. Yeah, I mean, Doesn't he played matter. for the Forty ers so there's a solid chance that he's available. 
And then the final uh, quick out, which hasn't been too quick today, uh, would be uh, still no decision on Zeke. Yep, still still no decision. There's talk that there may be a reduced suspension. We talked about that the last podcast. If you want to go listen to that, you can listen to it there. But I, I don't want to get into it again. Yeah, <laughs> just just uh, just a real quick. How many how many games you think? It should be six. They have they have to set a precedence. Yeah. It should be six. I think it'll end up being four, but I, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it ends yeah. up being six. I wouldn't be upset if it ends up being six. Not um, considering what he was accused of. No. Yeah. All right. With that said, we are now going to. pop that tab on the main topic <laughs> which is going to be uh we're going to be discussing average draft position uh we know that a lot of people have already drafted we know a lot of people are doing that uh you know weekend right before now. the regular season starts yeah. drafts so we have a draft on friday night we have a draft on friday night i will be hearing about it a little bit <laughs> as i work um but with that said, we're going to talk about uh, we're, we're using the CBS Sports uh, average draft position right now to yep. to go with our rankings through Fantasy Pros. We are using that, um, which we had a hell of a time getting into that before the podcast started. Super it was weird. So weird. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to kind of run down the list of ADP guy ADP and uh, we're going to either say that this guy is too low or too high. And I've already got one right in my radar. Hey, let's start there then. All right, Aaron Rodgers at position number seven. Uh, too high to draft a quarterback. Way too high to draft a quarterback. Uh, there's so that's it. I mean, there's really the value of a quarterback. It's not that big. I mean, yes, you want to have the top end guys, but you you need those top end guys at other positions before you have a quarterback now also mind you we are doing ppr scoring yes correct um and just looking through the the average draft position for uh cbs the top four quarterbacks uh what are going in the top 24 picks so there's four quarterbacks going in the first two rounds if it's 12 team uh we're, we're going to talk 10 team mostly here yep uh so first half of the uh th third round that's that's a lot. That's, that's a lot a of quarterbacks. Lot. I, I'm not so sure this list is accurate because that's a lot. I mean, the next quarterback after that's going 49, which is around the closer time that I would I would even think about looking at a quarterback. I would. That's the closer time I look at thinking about one of the about maybe three of these guys. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is 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 probably going to go in the second, third round in, in leagues. Yeah, I would third round. I would say third to fourth. I mean, it depends. It depends on your league. A league like this, he's. He's going in the first round. Honestly, the um, co-ed league that Carl and myself are in, he, and Chris, he will probably be a first-round pick in that league just because the people just don't pay attention and they don't care. But for you guys listening, you do pay attention and you do care. You know better than to draft a quarterback in the first round of a yearly draft. Yeah. I, I If you have a really good quarterback that you see in the third round, go for it. But only top tier. Yeah, like I mean, Drew Brees, other, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Like those are the three guys I would limit it to. Um, I made the mistake of drafting a quarterback in the first round of a dynasty league one year, uh, and I don't was, know if that was so much a mistake because I, I I understand a dynasty thought of it, but not a yearly redraft. It was it was a good it was a good grab. Um, 
in in theory and then injuries and things like that and yep. i i picked up a quarterback off the waiver wire who plays just as well as him yep. so i mean and that's the thing you can grab quarterbacks off the waiver wire you can grab quarterbacks in the late round i mean if you get you know aaron Rodgers in the first round i i guess you have your quarterback set but i mean if you get drew Brees in the sixth round you also have your quarterback set and it's not that big of a difference in points and looking at the looking at a couple guys after aaron Rodgers here we have odell beckham Definitely should have been taken over Aaron Rodgers. Melvin Gordon definitely should be taken over Aaron Rodgers. Mike Evans, Jordy Nelson, DeMarco Murray, Jordan Howard, a AJ Green, JHI, all those guys should have been taken ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Yep, Michael Thomas. Yep, Michael Thomas, even. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski should have been. Uh, that one's a little bit closer for me, just because I feel like they're both around the same range. Yep, Gronk, um, Gronk but, has that high, high upside of being the greatest yeah. tight end ever. Yes. But he also has that high, high upside of being the most injured greatest tight end ever. Mm -hmm maybe missing more games than he started in his career. Yep. <laughs> um, um, okay, so who who is your first guy that we go on uh, to after that? That Well, I'm going to ignore quarterbacks now because, I mean, Tom Brady's in, at number yeah. 16 on this list. And, I'm okay with ignoring quarterbacks after this. Um, I'm going to say that I feel like Michael Thomas is a little low. He is going 17 right now. Uh, Michael Thomas, who was a top five wide receiver last year uh, as a rookie, um, I would say that... Top 10. I don't believe. Did he, he end up just being? He wasn't top. Was he five. six? He he might have been more like eight nine. Mm. Do you want to check? So if you want to check on that, I definitely understand Mike Thomas being low. But if you if you take out the two quarterbacks that are ahead of him, that's at fifteen. That's the middle of the second round. That's I would look. Not bad. I would look at him at the end of the first. I don't blame you, but at, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, Drew Brees' main target's gone. I mean, Drew Brees' main target was Brandon Cooks. So he's got to divvy up those passes amongst the other guys that he's got there. Yeah, he's yeah. probably got a rookie. He's probably got a... You know, we got Ted Ginn Jr. I don't think Ted Ginn Jr. is going to make up all the Brandon Cooks uh, no. yardage. I think he's that Michael gonna... Thomas is going to be even better than he was last year. Ted Ginn won't even catch a quarter of the targets that Brandon Cooks had last year. Um but I mean, I, yeah, it, it's. I think it's a solid spot to make personally because it's a, I mean mid second round, so I think that's solid. But I mean, because there, there's going to be guys that are going to go ahead of them. You're going to have you know homers picking, and you're going to have, uh, you know guys like let's that guys that are below them right now, like Des Bryant. There will probably be somebody who takes Des Bryant ahead of Michael Thomas. I, I know Shane and myself aren't really big fans of him, but that that could happen. Heck, you could even see, you know, with the recent injury to Julian Edelman, you could see a guy like Brandon Cook shoot up and rock up into the top of that, you know, end of that first round, top of the second round kind of pick because just the sheer volume of targets that he's going to be expected to get. I completely agree. I've been trying to look up how we did last year and it's, oh, not it's going real slow. Okay, well, why don't you talk about Michael Thomas then a little bit? Well, like like I was saying, I, he's going to be he's the main guy in no question the main guy in in the uh, for the wideouts in uh, New Orleans now. He is he had an impressive rookie season that started off really slow. I mean, it was five or six games in the season where when he started to really pick it up, and I just I I I, I can see why he is definitely a top twenty pick. I would say he's definitely a top fifteen pick. I would say he's a top ten pick. In, in my opinion. And this is, you know, like we've talked many times before, this is definitely an opinion thing. Yeah. Um, but. Do you want to move on to the next guy? Well, yeah, let's, let's, still look let's up move Michael on. Thomas. 
Oh, are you looking up Michael Thomas? Yeah, I'm looking up Michael Thomas. Oh, I was I was doing that as well. So neither of us have this pulled up. All right. Um. Well, a, a good value position, I think, uh, here. Oh, I've got to resort. Uh, my... Last year, he was position number seven and a half point PPR. Seven? Yep. Seven and a half PPR. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's solid. And yeah. I, think that's he, so, I mean, he, he had he one of the best. He only goes rookie, up from here. Yeah. He had one of the best rookie seasons in NFL history by a receiver. It, it was quiet, but he had one of the best rookie seasons ever. Um, I think he actually either he was first or second in catches with Anquan Bolden. Because um, I know Anquan Bolden had set the rookie record for catches, and then I believe Michael Thomas broke it. Um, but yeah, so moving on here. I would say that my next, uh, and this one is somebody that's too high. Okay. Is Ezekiel Elliott. He is going 21, and the reason why I think he's too high is the... You don't know when that suspension's coming down. If it gets dragged out the way that it's... Uh, that you know it has in the past with big big name players like Tom Brady. Yep. Um, if it gets dragged out real late, for all you know, he's missing time in the playoffs. Our playoffs, the yeah. fantasy playoffs. I mean, t- putting up a second round pick for a guy, a second round or early third round pick for a guy that is going to miss for four to six games is is hard for me to to cough up. Yeah. I wouldn't look at him until the fifth. I mean, if you've got a keeper league or a or a um, uh, dynasty league or things like that. Obviously, higher up works out better. But yep. I mean, I would I would just kind of stay away from him until until his value becomes too big to pass up. It's tough. Um, I, I'm going to agree with you, but at the same time, I'm also going to disagree with you a little bit because this. Could, I mean, we're a week away from everything. They're saying that they're going to have a decision on this in the next couple days. Now, the only kind of caveat with that is is they are saying that it could get dragged out by um, Ezekiel Elliott if they come down and they don't reduce or give him, you know, take away the suspension. There's talks of him bringing it to the courts and letting the courts, um, you know, filing injunctions on the NFL for suspending him, things like that, you know, because he wasn't convicted. Um, it, it could get ugly, but to be honest, I think third round, I think that's a steal. Um, for a guy who... I don't know. I, I think I would take the risk personally, but I'm also thinking like in my, in our league that we're in where I would draft him, I would feel comfortable with drafting him in the third round. I mean, yeah, we've got a keeper league where next year he's only a, he's a third round pick for you then. And next year he'll be a first round pick again, but yep. Well, not that, but then I'm also going to have Le'Veon Bell as the number one overall pick. So I'll have Bell and Elliot. Yeah. And that's, that's juicy. <laughs> To put it lightly, that's juicy. But I'm, yeah. I'm not saying I definitely I definitely understand where you're coming from, and I, I do agree with you that, yeah, ideally the fifth round is better, but, there, I mean, someone's going to take him before that. Uh, so who's your next uh, too high or too low? Um, my next one is going to be, uh, let's see here. Oh, my, my list got messed up again. I can also say that I feel like Todd Gurley's going a little high. Um, he's going 19. He's going into the second. I, I mean, it's a little high. I'd see him into the third. There's some running backs behind him that I think are, are a little bit better. You've got the upside of Fournette. I still like Lamar Miller more than I like uh, Todd Gurley. Um, Isaiah Crowell, I would take before Gurley, but... Yep. Um, the guy I actually want to talk about is the one right after Todd Gurley, and that is Christian McCaffrey at position 20, which is the start of the third round. 
I, I, I like the guy. I've always been a Christian McCaffrey supporter, even in spite of what Carl's opinions are. Um, <laughs> but I that is early. For a rookie who's not guaranteed a starting spot, that's hard. That's hard to that's hard to swallow. I I agree that it's high. Um I don't think it's crazy high. I think his value is good around later. Um, Who would you rather have? Uh Brandon Cooks or Christian McCaffrey. Well, Brandon Cooks. Because Brandon I mean, Cooks is I, going at 28. The people the people that are right behind him, the people that are, I mean, Ty Hilton. Uh, Ty Hilton. Oh, T-Y, I keep doing that. I've done that multiple times now. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton and Isaiah Crowell are going 31-32. But, I mean, if you put, and Marshawn Lynch, 33. If you put him at 33 and move everybody else up one, I'm fine with him going ahead of all the people behind him there. You know, okay. Terrell Pryor. I, I, would, I, I would look at McCaffrey before Pryor. And uh, oh, yeah. Devontae Adams, I'd look at McCaffrey. I mean, I wouldn't look at McCaffrey. I would look at McCaffrey over Devontae Adams. Yes. Um, Like 33, I think is a solid place. So just around later. And I think he's in a a pretty good spot. Around later. I'm fine with Um, the only one was, Oh, with T Y Hilton. um, I don't, I I don't have an issue with his ADP, but a lot of people are going to be kind of confused as why his ADP is number 30 right now. It's because of the fact that Andrew luck, you don't know what's going on with luck. So that's, that's the reason he's lower. Um, I some of these things like I would like to like we have Doug Baldwin listed here at twenty six. I'd like to see guys like Brandon Cooks, you know, T. Y. Hilton ahead of him. Um, but I was gonna say that Baldwin's one that I feel is a little high, and it has to do with just the a fact few that, spots. It, we're not saying like yeah. this guy needs to be a seventh round pick. Just a couple spots here and there. That's uh, that's the value. Um, I think I know which one you want to talk about next. Do you? I think so. And that's pick number 30. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it, once again, he's a, uh, this is Dalvin Cook. He is a starter on a team. So he is going to go in the first four or five rounds. Yep. I mean, he is ahead of Isaiah Crowell, though. He's ahead of Marshawn Lynch. Um, he's ahead of Ty Montgomery. I'd, I'd, take all, I'd take all those guys before him. I'd probably even look at Carlos Hyde before him, even though in the end I think I'd end up going Cook but I would probably debate it a little bit just because Hyde has shown that he is going to be the starter in San Fran. Yeah. And bad teams tend to run well. Yep. I don't see anyone really besides Hyde that I would be Hyde and Montgomery. I would say should be going ahead of cook, but, and then Crowell as well. But other than those three, I don't really see any in the next 10, 15, 20. Well, Marshawn Lynch. Mar- that one's tough. You, you just don't know what you're going to get. Even through the preseason, I think he's only played like five snaps. You just don't know what you're going to get out of him. What about, okay, who would you take, uh, Cook or Hunt? Oh, Hunt, by far. Not even close. Okay, so, that's so we kind of that talked about a little yeah. bit earlier. 54. Yep, that's sick. But that will rise because the injury news just came out in the last few days. Yep. This That that draft position will rise. Look for him in the late third, early fourth, to be honest, is where I would be looking to take him. Um, My next guy that I noticed here looking that I have an issue with his ADP is Joe Mixon being at ADP number 40. That is the end of the fourth, top of the fifth round for ADP for a guy who is still technically third on the death chart is a rookie has the history. He does. It's, I cannot take him at the top of the fifth, at the top of the fifth round. Yeah. I would, I would look at him later. I would look at him in the seventh. seventh. Eighth. Yeah. I was thinking seventh. 7th, 8th is where I would think to look at him, but that's because he's still behind Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. 
Everybody, everybody's liking what he's doing in the preseason. Yes, he's he's looking what he's looked good in the preseason. He's looked like a monster. But the thing about him is that I, I've said it before in the past. I, I think that it might he might be riding pine, and it has to do with the fact that of his past rather than what he's doing on the field or in practice. Well, and it could that be they just might be sitting for a little while to let too. things to let things simmer. And yeah, and the guys ahead of him, they know that there's only so much tread on the tires for every running back. Mm-hmm. And why not rest him for a year when? You've got guys ahead of them that you can use and abuse and get rid of. Apparently, Jeremy Hill's tread on the tire was about twelve hundred yards in his rookie year. Yeah, and then that and was then about was his, gone. that was about as much tread on the tire as he had. Um, one guy I feel is a little bit low here. Um, actually, right before uh, Joe Mixon, there is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he will be peppered with targets in Houston because. He is the only guy that's consistently making plays on that offense besides anybody. I mean, there's yeah. really no other receivers that are consistently making plays. Will Fuller's out till mid to late October at the earliest. Braxton Miller's in his third year as being a receiver. Um, Jalen Strong got hit with a one-game suspension. So he's, you know, and he's been in the doghouse for a while now. It's He's going to get peppered with targets. He's he's going to be peppered with targets. Him and uh, to be honest with you, I don't know where he's going, but Fedorovich is might not be a bad person to look at as well, uh, yeah. being the tight end for Houston. Calm because, down, Carl. Uh, Iowa boy, um, because he is. Uh, I I mean he's going to be looked at a whole lot by uh mm-hmm. by Tom Savage. Tom Savage or even Deshaun Watson when Watson comes in and starts after Savage gets benched. I don't even see. I don't even see him on my list here. He's he's probably he's probably the sixteenth ranked tight end or something of that sort. Yeah. Um. Essentially, you he's a guy you don't have to draft though. No, no, you can grab. You him, can grab him off the free agent wire. If, he might not be a bad look at if if you if you draft Gronk yeah. or Jordan Reed. You yep. know those guys that have injury and suspension concerns. Yeah. He's Tyler he's Eifert. A, yep, Tyler Eifert. He's a uh, Fedora, which is one of those guys that you can wait till the draft's over or take him in the last round if you need another roster spot and and grab him uh for that that support yep so we're starting to get into the areas where i'm actually seeing a lot of solid value now yeah um where i'm not really having too many complaints on their adp i think oh one okay i found one um Amir Abdullah at 62. I was going to, I thought that's who you're going with. <laughs> it's, I love Amir Abdullah. I have always been on the Amir Abdullah hype train, but I mean, and when you look at it, it's the seventh round. That's not really that bad because by then you're picking, you know, flex and bench. So I guess when you really think about it, it's not bad, but I mean, he's going against, he's going before guys like Bilal Powell, who I think will have a better year than Amir Abdullah, even in the Jets offense. Um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Brandon Marshall, Doug Martin, even with the three game suspension, I would take him over Abdullah. Um, you see, I, I like Amir Abdullah. Um, I think I, I worry about him in certain spots, but you know, 62 going in the seventh round, he's a starting running back for the Detroit lions. Yeah. Who's, I, I mean, in that division they're they were number, they've been number two for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably going to be number two again this year. Sorry, Vikings fans. <laughs> um, so they're going to use their running back. I mean, Theo Riddick is going to steal some some catches and carries from him, but I he is he's the starter. He's the yeah, number one no, guy. That's why I said I don't have a huge issue with it. Just just a slight, but again, 
It's just guys that I would probably take over him looking at him right there. Uh, would you take Mike Gillisley over him? No. I don't want anything to do with the Patriots' backfield at all. Because that was one person I was going to name as being a little high up right now. Yeah. Mike Gillisley going in the seventh round. I wouldn't touch the Patriots' backfield until the ninth. I mean, at that point in time, if you see, if you see Gillisley or James White, that's when you can be like, all right, maybe I'll take one of those guys here. Uh, White maybe a little bit later than that, but Gillisley in the ninth might be a... a decent value but then you also have to factor in guys like rex burkhead and Dion lewis who yep. are still on the roster that you just oh you don't know it's like it's almost as bad as seattle's seattle's depth chart at running back is gross right now um like we, we talked about it earlier but yeah it's it's not ideal <laughs> too many hens in the house uh so, so speaking of value i'm gonna bring up a couple of wide receivers here uh, and just talk about the value that I see here. Uh, we've got Jarvis Landry going at 58. And we've got Allen Robinson going at 61. I th and I feel like those two are both going later than I would have expected. Yep. Um, Landry, people are worried that Devontae Parker is going to be the guy that that uh, Cutler's falling in love with. Jay Cutler likes his big body targets. Yep. And then uh, Allen Robinson, people are just worried that, you know, it's... It, you know, it's Jacksonville. And he had a down year last year. I mean, not crazy down, but... Compared to his two years yeah. ago, yes. Compared to two years ago when he had 15 receiving touchdowns. Um, yeah, last year was a down year. I remember a couple weeks ago they were showing some footage of him in practice with Blaine... Or Blake Bortles, not Blaine Gabbard. Blaine, uh, Blake Blaine Bortles. Bortles. Yeah, Blaine, Blaine Bortles. Blake Gabbard. <laughs> they were showing a uh, play from Bortles throwing the ball to the sideline and he just sailed it way out of bounds and Allen Robinson was heard on a microphone going throw that shit in bounds man <laughs> about Blake Bortles I mean it's just when your receiver is not happy with its quarterback eh, things can get ugly yeah, but I, I still, I mean, if you see Allen Robinson in the seventh round, you got to grab him. If you see Allen Robinson in the fifth round, I think you got to yeah, take a that's, look. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's, <laughs> he's got such tremendous upside. Mm -hmm. Yep, and I, I would I would say the same thing about Jarvis Landry, especially in a PPR league. Yeah. This is a guy who is tied with Odell Beckham for the most catches in in the first three years of a career. That says a lot, considering the name value that Odell Beckham has. Jarvis Landry has been a PPR machine. I mean, yeah, uh, Beckham, the reason why he's way up there is that a lot of his goes deep and go for touchdowns. Yeah. But Jarvis Landry's are a lot of, uh, you know, ends and... Bubble screens yeah. and short slants, things like that. He but does still, the dirty work. But in a PPR league, man, that's that's crazy good. So let's off, get off topic for one second here. Jarvis Landry has not signed, been signed to a new contract. Let's say after this year, Miami says, okay, we're going to let you go. Where, oh, the Patriots. Okay, as not a Patriots <laughs> fan, where does he go? I think that he would have a good fit in Minnesota, to be honest with you. Uh, I also okay. think that it, it's it's kind of hard to, to pose that hypothetical. I think that it would be smart for a team like the Cardinals to look at him. I think that um, would be because, great. Yeah. Especially because they'll be looking at a new quarterback at that time. Yep, and likely. possibly a new receiver. Yeah. Um. <laughs> One one that stood out actually in my head as a team we talked about a little bit ago, and that was Houston. Yeah, um, that would actually be a really good spot Giving them for a top-flight possession receiver to go along with Hopkins and a young quarterback in Deshaun Watson who will probably start at some point this year, I think would be a great fit. 
Yeah, I think that would work out great because I mean it gives them that deep ball, gives them that yep. that bubble screen. You know, it it really opens up that offense for him. Absolutely. All right, so we can go back to the list now. Um, let's see, looking through one that I, I'm not. I'm a little annoyed with number 64, Martavis Bryant. Um, This guy hasn't played football in a year and a half. He's been through drug rehab at least twice. I, I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. I feel the same way. Not, especially not in the seventh round. I would much rather take a guy like Willie Sneed or Jameson Crowder. I was going to say there's a guy going in the ninth round that I would switch with them easy. And that's Sammy Watkins. Oh, absolutely. I don't care if he plays in L.A. At least we know that he's not going to risk to go into rehab and get suspended yeah. again. I mean, he might get injured, but I take that injury risk over. Yeah. You know. And not only, but Jared Goff has looked a lot better this year. I, I don't know if you've watched any of his preseason stuff, but he has looked like an NFL quarterback. It would be interesting to see if he is. I hope he wins his first game in week one. Well, they did that last year, didn't they? He it was 0-7 as a starter. No, he didn't play in the week one. Yeah, correct. I was going to say the Rams went in and won the game, you know, week one. Last oh, yeah. Year and then, but I hope then he gets his first career died. win week one. Uh, value, super, super value going in the 10th round oh, with. You're way far ahead of me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through and yeah. looking for names that catch my eye. And that's going to be Frank Gore. He's going 96. 96. Yep, there he is. I mean, start, Marlon Max is only competition, and he's no competition at all yet. Correct. I mean, Frank Gore is the starter in uh, Indy, and they might be leaning on him pretty heavy to start the season if Andrew Luck's out. Yeah. Um, I got actually two guys here that I'm a little surprised at their ADP. Uh, one being Rob Kelly at number 88. I think that's kind of a that's a pretty far down draft. Yeah. I think he should be at least two to three rounds higher. He's a starting running back for an NFL team. There's Especially no since, reason. And I'm not saying this because you're a you're a P Ryan guy, but they've said that P Ryan is is not really competing with him yet. They said that he's not ready yet, and that, yeah. that there's perfectly fine. I mean, not not all rookies are or not all rookie running backs are going to have great seasons. Um, Another guy, too, just after uh, Robert Kelly is Devontae Parker at number 93. Um, with how much Jay Cutler targets his number one receiver, Devontae Parker should be at least two rounds higher. At least. He should be at least the eighth round, if not seventh. Because if I'm staring at, if, if he's there available in the seventh round, I would have no issues taking him. I, I, would, I would agree. Um, I might look at some other players before him. Delaney Walker is going ahead of him, but not. I wouldn't be looking at Delaney Walker ahead of him. I know, but um, I just I wanted to point that Terrence West, who has been losing carries to not only Danny Woodhead but also Buck Allen, is going ahead. Um, Paul Perkins, who has had a really down preseason, you could say. Um, Legarrette Blunt, who is averaging less than three yards a carry in the preseason. I mean, Legarrette Blunt is it might end up being a giant bust for, for the, I agree. And then he'll resign with the Patriots and rush and for another 27 touchdowns. And win a Super Bowl like he again. did when he signed with uh, the Steelers a couple years ago. And they're like, Oh, you're doing terrible. Drop you. And then the Patriots are like, all right, we'll take him back. Yep. We'll give him cheap. Um, all right. What's, what's your thought on this one? Um, you've got Adrian Peterson going 90. Okay. And you've got Mark Ingram going 37. 
I say split the difference. And that's what you have. That that's good. That's value. where both of them should go. Split the difference. That's where you get your value. But if you take Pete, if you take Ingram, take Peterson. If you take Peterson, take Ingram. Don't don't let somebody else get that handcuff, because it's only a matter of time before one of them fumbles and the other one gets to start. Do you have to look at Alvin Kamara as well, or do you just? No. Do you I, Alvin think Kamara that... is a separate entity in and of itself. Okay. And I think that. I think both Mark Ingram and AP are working on one-year deals, and Kamara will be the guy because he he can he can do everything. He is a all-around running back. He is, but uh, he hasn't exactly ran away with a uh, with a number one running back role in the past. Well, I mean, he's got a future Hall of Famer, and he was only at Tennessee for one. No, year. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I'm talking about Tennessee. At Tennessee, he was in a. They wouldn't let him run away with the the number one as the number one guy Correct, i mean yeah he was he was the best running back of the trio but yeah they were still dividing the ball amongst three guys which that could just be conducive to their style of play look at how new look at how new orleans plays look how they use their running backs they use their ppr running backs yeah he made darren sproles famous <laughs> drew Brees made darren sproles famous he made what was it uh travaris cadet he made travaris cadet fantasy worthy last year. I mean, the the Saints have a history of using those PPR backs a lot. I am now going to jump back into the quarterback discussion okay. just to prove a point cuz I mean, you're looking at those guys going in the in the first 3 rounds and then you look back later on in the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th round, you got Ben Roethlisberger going in in the end of the 7th, early 8th. You've got uh, you've got Matthew Stafford going in the eleventh round in this one hundred four overall. Give me Matthew Stafford. Give me Matthew Stafford in the eleventh. I mean, yep. I'll I'll pass on a quarterback early. I took Stafford in the fourteenth or fifteenth round last year in our redraft league, and I, I rode. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say that sentence, but I used him on my team as a starter for most of the year. <laughs> Just to give you a little bit of perspective here, uh, Matt Ryan was going in, I believe, the, the 10th, 11th, 12th round last year because he had fallen so far. If even. Yeah. And he ended up being a the number one or number two. He was in the top five for sure. Yeah, I think. I thought he was number one. I think he was number two behind Rodgers. Okay. Because okay. I think Rodgers, or he, he might was have number even one. been behind Brady because of how few interceptions Brady threw. Uh, but either way, those are probably your top three quarterbacks. Yeah, and there, there's, I mean, there's and, one, the cons- and like I said, one of them was being drafted in the in the you know late rounds last yeah. year, and I mean that's that's how the big divide is. I mean, yeah, you can take Aaron Rodgers and have that guarantee, or you can grab somebody late and then watch the waiver wire if they're not doing well, and you might just get Andy Dalton off the waiver wire. Yeah, you can get your Aaron Rodgers, who's going to get you twenty four to twenty five points a week, or you can get a guy like Stafford who may get 20. That's a five-point difference. That's not that big. No. Especially when you spread that out over 16 games, and there's going to be weeks, too, where Stafford will have more points than Aaron Rodgers. That's that's not that big, but especially when you're comparing it to the, the point differential you see between wide receivers going in the first, second, third round and wide receivers oh, yeah. going in the 10th, 11th, 12th. If you look at the wide receiver 1 to the wide receiver 10, you're going to notice a massive difference in points. If you look at quarterback 1 to quarterback 10, unless it's a really special year like Cam had two years ago, 
you're probably not going to see that much of a point difference. It'll be noticeable, but when you break it down into, you know, 12, 13, 14 games, it's not that bad. Now, someone that I see going a little bit later than I than I think he should be going is Duke Johnson. He is right now 121, which puts him in the 13th round. Oh, geez. And he is someone that's being discussed as being even their slot receiver. I mean, in a PPR league, 121 for a guy that uh, gets 50 catches a year out of the backfield for his first couple years and might be used in, in the wideout formations, I, I'd be looking at him in the in the ninth round, 10th round. I mean, I, yeah. would, I would be thinking about it. I, I mean, if you get him in the 13th, that's value. Oh, absolutely. Um, another guy along right there with him, you could say the same thing about James White. I mean, he's not going to get used in the same aspect or way that uh, Duke Johnson will, but James White's still going to have value. Yep. Um, he's still going to get points every week. I think we learned that with his Super Bowl performance that Tom Brady has some trust in him, just a little bit. Uh, but another guy that's going right behind him that I am surprised that he is this low is Dante Moncrief. Um. I would have thought Dante yeah. Moncrief would have been more of a eighth round guy, seventh round guy, but he's he's falling. Sorry, I have hiccups right now. I'm madder than I've ever been. Thank you. Um, one thing that I want to point out because we talked about this earlier with Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Stewart's ADP right now is running back thirty seven at position one seventeen. That is where I have the issue with Christian McCaffrey because Jonathan Stewart is a starting running back in the NFL. Granted, he's a guy that's going to get you probably six to eight points every week, but he is still a starting running back in the NFL, and his backup is going about nine rounds earlier, which that's a lot. His backup's been impressing in the preseason, though, and his Correct. backup's the future. His backup is the future, but, but again, this is redraft. This is yep. um, this is this year. I I think that's low for Stewart, but I wouldn't say that that's crazy low for him. I would I would I think that ninth, tenth round. Yeah, I would say ninth, tenth, but I'm not knocking the Stewart ADP as much as I as, am just as you are the as the as the McCaffrey ADP. Just showing like there is value later in these rounds. Um, <laughs> another one that really surprises me here. It, I know this is going to be weird, but like Kenny Britt uh, and Corey Coleman. They're at 128 and one, or sorry, 129 and 126 respectively. Those are the top two receivers for an NFL team. They should be going before this. That caveat though only works with Cleveland, not with the Jets. Yeah. I, I I don't think any Jets receiver should go before either of those two. No, no, the the only one that would would even have been discussed got injured. Yep, as we talked about in previous podcasts. Correct. Um. Now, the weird thing that I always see on, on these lists is where you see, like, kickers going. Because there's a kicker going 101. Are you serious? Steven oh Goskowski, who had a down year last year. He had a very down year compared to what he had been doing in the past. Is going 101. So you've got a kicker going before Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Pierre Garçon, <laughs> Mike Eric Decker. Wall Mike Wallace, James White, Eric Ebron. I mean... That's do not take kickers until your very last pick. Yeah, I would pick a defense before I pick a pick a kicker, and I would wait on a defense until the second to last pick for most of the. I oh mean, yeah, no, for sure. Unless but, unless you're looking at players and saying there's nobody here and the best defense is on the board in round twelve, thirteen. Yeah. I mean, which I've taken defenses earlier than the second to last round before, but yeah, I mean it's also teams like Houston or Kansas City that get picked that early. I mean, you're not going to take teams enough 
like the Jets, you're not going to take their defense in round, you know, 12, 13, because their offense can't support taking a defense that high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Denver's defense always gets grabbed yeah. really early. Yep, because um, of the sacks and the interceptions. And and I mean that's nice. They they do have a lot of points, and there could be value there for for a defense. But you'll never see that value for a kicker. No, you'll I don't never see it. I don't understand it. I don't understand kickers being taken super early. I I don't want kickers in fantasy football. I I have a I have a dynasty league that I've been fighting to get that out get them out of there for about two years now, and it's not working. It's not going anywhere. They would rather have kickers than defense. Which, ugh. um. Anyways. Uh, looking down the list a little bit more here, we're getting into the the very end rounds here. Um, Ted Ginn at number one thirty eight is kind of some value there. Uh, wide receiver number fifty one <laughs> at one thirty at one thirty eight. Um, Latavius Murray at one forty three. That is a surpriser. Uh, Tom Savage not being drafted. Oh no. I, it, well, with Deshaun Watson going ahead of him, I suppose that maybe this has some, some uh, maybe non-redraft some, leagues. Yeah, maybe, maybe some key, well, maybe some keeper input where yeah. you're keeping that guy for the fifteenth round, whatever. Um, John Brown at one forty-six. That is all health. <laughs> that is one hundred percent health. Um, yeah, he's he's an impressive player, but Marvin Jones at one fifty-four. Wow. I would have put him higher than that. I mean, even a guy like Adam Thielen at 144, I would take Adam Thielen before the 15th round. That's, Adam, I mean, that's just value. That's straight value. Yeah, that's you. straight up value right there. If you can get if you can get Adam Thielen in the, the 12th, I would say that's really high value because this is a guy who had just shy of 1,000 yards last year for the Vikings. And, there, I mean, he's going to be moving into the slot, which that is very possibly Sam Bradford's favorite receiver is going to be the slot. Uh, I would say that uh, one thing to look at when you're seeing those late round players go, look at some some high upside rookies in the late round. I mean, Kenny Galladay is going to be a great guy to grab in the last couple rounds of a draft. From what I hear reading about it, they are not going to have him be a big part of the offense. They're going to have him be a spot player. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're, they're not wanting to rush him into the offense. Um, so it sounds like they're going to be using him as a part-time player. But but grabbing some like uh, Samaj P Ryan yeah that might be a good good guy to grab especially later especially if you have Rob Kelly if you draft yeah. Rob Kelly draft him in the fifteenth round um just just high upside rookies that you know week one there might be an injury or something that they're suddenly forced in the shadow or maybe they're they're on the field and they bust out a couple of big plays week one week two you've yeah. already got them on your roster so no one's scrambling for that waiver wire it's yep. it's the Odell Beckham Jr. kind of kind of thought where you know he. He didn't look great bit, uh, early on. Because well, he was somebody, hurt. Yeah. Couldn't get on the field. <laughs> yeah, but somebody was lucky enough to, to draft him or grab him or, uh, yep. before the big breakout, and he was already on the roster, and when everyone's scrambling for him, he's already there. Yeah, so one last one that I want to point out here, and then I think we can probably maybe do one more for me if you want, um, is Shane Vereen at number 227 in this <laughs> running back 69. That is... That is free. Uh, you pick him up in that offense because they have not guaranteed Paul Perkins the full workload. Shane Vereen is the second running back in that offense, and he could be a guy that, I mean, you may not use him every single week, but during a bye week, he's the perfect player. 
Because he, yeah, he may only get you six, seven points, but he may also get you fifteen. I, I, I dropped Shane Vereen off of one of my teams. This I know because I picked um, him up. I <laughs> am not as high on him anymore. He's okay. been very injury prone. Um, he is also when he has been in the games, he he doesn't do a lot. But if you look at the value here, though, if you look at the value at two twenty seven. With all the guys going ahead of him. I mean, Charkandrick West. Who would you rather have, Shane Vereen or Charkandrick West? Uh, Charkandrick West right now. Really? Okay. Uh, just because with with Ware going down, let's say Hunt doesn't start out strong. Yep. West is West is the, the guy then. Deion Lewis or Shane Vereen? Oh, D- Shane Vereen. I mean, you don't touch the... Yep, the and Deion Lewis is going at 198. So he's going almost 30 full picks ahead of him. Um, James Conner. 192. I would rather have Shane Vereen over James Conner this year. I'd probably grab James Conner because you don't know about injury or other th- off the field stuff for Bell. <laughs> I mean, but in redraft, I'm I, I'm look. I would probably take Shane Vereen as much as I love James Conner. I took him in the second round of our rookie draft here, but I, I I would still probably go go Shane Vereen there. I would not take him over Alvin Kamara though. I would take Alvin Kamara before I took Shane Vereen, and he's at 189. Uh well I think that's a good place for us to end the ADP talk because I don't yeah. I, we're I mean we're getting deep into the <laughs> yeah we're getting we're getting into the two hundreds it's time to stop yeah. <laughs> the drafts don't even go to the two hundreds most often not uh so any any trivia unfortunately no I completely blanked out and forgot about trivia this week ah uh, got it well I'm disappointed I don't know about you guys at home <laughs> uh but uh yeah we'll come back strong next week with trivia. So next week uh, will be, well, this will come out the same day as opening day. Uh, so this we're will be, not. This will come out tomorrow. Next week, this will come out the same day as opening oh, day. Okay. This this podcast. The, I mean, they're not going to listen to this podcast and go, "Oh, when is this podcast coming out?" Gotcha. Fair enough. Um, so next week we'll probably be t- discussing week one lineups. Yeah. Um, sleepers. You know, matchup. We'll be discussing matchups. Um. Just kind of, you know, maybe if you if you're one of those people that drafted Andrew Luck and you're debating about who who to grab off the waiver wire or or who to start, you know, we'll we'll yeah. have some we'll have some uh, some tips and tricks for you. And for the rest of the regular season, you're probably going to be this, here the same format every week. We're not going to have to try to spend an hour figuring out what we're going to talk about because <laughs> we're going to be reviewing games, giving you the you know sleepers, giving you the busts for the week. Um, we may even play in a couple segments here. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure certain that we will. Uh, so with that said, it looks like we have finished all the Gatorade. We have taken all the Advil. And uh, all the greasy food's been consumed. So this is the end of your fantasy hangover. Have a good week, guys. Dra- have fun drafting. Good drafts.